Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Come on, y'all. Ask him to steady you this morning. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for steadying us. Thank you for being tried and true. Thank you for your perfect ways. Thank you for lighting our paths. Thank you for providing clear direction. Thank you, Father God, for honesty. Thank you for integrity. Thank you for developing our character. Thank you for overwhelming us with your goodness. Thank you, Father God, for a fresh anointing. Thank you, Lord God, for just your word. Thank you, Lord God, for your peace. Thank you, Lord God, for your justice. Thank you, Lord God, for overwhelming us with your goodness, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for just just 
for not allowing us to lean into our own understanding. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for going before us. We thank you, Lord God, for pushing us and prodding us into our destiny. We thank you, Jesus Christ, for giving us your holiness. We thank you, Father God, for just your overwhelming, my God, love for us. We thank you, Father God, for keeping us from danger, seen and unseen, and that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. We thank you, Father God, for our daily bread. We thank you, Lord God, for giving us our reasonable portion. We thank you, Father God, for a fresh anointing falling on us. My God, we thank you, Father God, for a fresh anointing falling on us this morning. We thank you, Father God, for healing those that need to be healed, Father God, from all manner of sickness and disease. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for touching us in the deep places of our hearts. We thank you, Lord God, for removing us from us the spirit of condemnation. Spirit of condemnation, you must go. We thank you, Lord God, for bringing us into our rightful place, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for blessing us, for increasing us, for establishing us. We thank you, Lord God, for unclogging the depths of our heart so that we can walk into the fullness of what you called us to be in Christ Jesus. Lord God, we thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your spirit. In the last days, you said you would pour your spirit out upon all flesh. And we thank you, Father God, for pouring your spirit out on all flesh. We thank you, Lord God, for overwhelming us. Father God, for surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. We thank you, Father God, for how you keep us. We thank you, Father God, for how you bless us. We thank you, Lord God. My God, we thank you, Father God, that favor surrounds us, my God, and encompasses us like a shield. We thank you, Lord God. No weapon formed against this devotional. No weapon formed against our home. No weapon formed against our cars. No weapon formed against our neighborhoods. No weapons Weapons formed against our cities. Drop your cities today. Let's take a stand for our cities. No weapon formed against our cities. No weapon formed against our states, our nation, and our world, Father God. We stand for every city represented today, Lord God, for that is the territory. That is the spiritual inheritance. Those are our spiritual rights. We stand, Father God, for Little Rock. We stand in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, for Benton and Ryan and Sherwood and Fort Worth, Father God, and Irving and San Antonio and Van Noose, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus and Flint, Lord God. My God, in Charlotte, North Carolina, Lord God, we cover these cities right now in the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, for good government. We thank you, Lord God, that it would not be corrupt and immoral governments, Lord God. We thank you for blessing these cities, every place where our feet is today, Lord God. We thank you for Queens, New York, and Gulfport, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for Fredericksburg, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for Compton and Eastvale, California, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for Chicago and Lithonia. We thank you, Father God, for Magnolia and Mesquite, we thank you, Father God, for Bowie. We thank you, Father God, for Chantilly and Fredericksburg. We thank you, Lord God, for Magnolia, my God. We thank you that your angels be encamped around us. We thank you no weapon formed against us shall prosper, Lord God. Nothing shall come against our cities. Nothing shall come against our states, Lord God. 
We thank you, Lord God, that the word of God is prevailing, that revival is breaking out. Father God, we take authority over every school. My God, in the name of Jesus, we plead the blood of Jesus over our schools. We plead the blood of Jesus over the administration. We plead the blood of Jesus over the Department of Education. We take authority this morning in our health system, Lord God. We plead the blood of Jesus over our doctors, our nurses, my God, over the CDC, Lord God, over our departments of health, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that they are not moved by what they see, Lord God, but they are open to receive from you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, and plead the blood of Jesus over Houston. Father God, over Pine Bluff, Lord God, over Daytona Beach over, Beach, over Statesboro, Lord God, over Austin, Lord God. We stand, Father God, in gap for our cities and states. Lord God, we stand, Father God, and plead the blood of Jesus over him. Just thank you, Lord God, even the places that they are out there will, Lord God, that you are the God of a second chance, Lord God. Father God, forgive them. Forgive them. They do not know what they do. Forgive them for unrighteous legislation. Forgive them for unrighteous judgment, Lord God. We plead the blood of Jesus over them. We plead the blood of Jesus over DeSoto, Lord God. We plead the blood of Jesus over our minds this morning, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. No demon, no devil in hell shall come near our dwelling. We thank you, Father God, that our minds are the mind of Christ and our will is the will of God. We cast down wicked strongholds and wicked imaginations right now in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus over our marriages represented here today. We thank you, Lord God. No weapon formed against marriage shall prosper. No demon, no devil in hell. Nothing shall be able to separate them, Lord God. My God, we thank you, Lord God. We will not have quarrelsome wives, Lord God. My God, and we will have men that love their wives as Christ loves the church. Woo! I thank you, Father God, for healing and restoring broken marriages. And I thank you, Lord God, that we will not do this in our own design, Lord God, but that we will do this according to the word of God, Lord God. I thank you for husbands that shall only be satisfied by the breast of their wives, Lord God. This is biblical. <laughs> My God, that they will not lean into their own understanding and nothing will disrupt their marriage, Lord God. I thank you for holiness in marriage, Lord God, and that the marriage bed will not be defiled. We cancel this assignment of divorce off marriage. We cancel and drive back the spirit of adultery right now in the name of Jesus. We also cancel the assignment of complacency off marriage. We thank you, Father God, for a fire burning in marriages right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, for those of us that are single, Lord God, for our singleness, Lord God, and that we recognize our singleness is a gift, Lord God, and that we enjoy our time being single, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that no relationship is greater than you, Father God. We plead the blood of Jesus over our children today, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, for our sons and daughters, Lord God, that they are coming into the fullness of who you called them to be in Christ Jesus. My God, you got your confessions? Get your confessions. Get your confessions. Let's make our confessions for today. Come on, get your confessions. My God, the Lord was reminding me how important this is. Let's go ahead and confess the word of God. Jess, thank you for dropping the links. Come on now. Yeah, we're covering San Antonio. We're covering Brandon, Mississippi. We're covering all the cities and states mentioned today. We thank you, Father God, 
for your presence. We thank you, Father God. Yeah, we're covering your singleness. My God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Get your confessions ready. Here we go. Get your confessions. If you are your first time is on here, welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Akeisha. I am Lakeisha M. Johnson, a.k.a. LMJ, LMJ. And I, I, can I be honest? I love to be called LMJ. Just because God gave me significance to the meaning behind just being LMJ. Um, but my friends and family call me Lakeisha as well. Um, but um, we are here this morning and we are getting ready to confess the word of God. Confession establishes a thing. So every time we confess the word of God, we put these confessions in our heart. They're continuing to renew our heart. They're continuing to renew our mind. They're continuing to establish us in the word of God. The only way we're going to become into the image of Christ and the fullness of who God, us to, God, God, God called us to be is that the word is in our heart. My God. So let's get ready for our confessions this morning, right? I'm a new creature in Christ. Oh, excuse me. I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. I've died and been raised with Christ and now seated in heavenly places. Ephesians 2, 5 and 6. I'm dead to sin and alive unto righteousness. Romans 6 and 11. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper, but every tongue that rises against me in judgment, I shall show to be in the wrong. Isaiah 54, 17. I prosper in everything I put my hand to at prosperity in all areas of my life, spiritually, financially, mentally, and socially. Jeremiah 29 and 11. I take every thought captive un unto the obedience of Jesus Christ, casting down every imagination and every high thing that lifts itself against the knowledge of God. Second Corinthians 10 and 5. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Therefore, all my thoughts are positive. I do not allow my Satan to use my spirit as a garbage dump by meditating on negative things he offers me. Proverbs 23 and 7. I don't speak negative things. Woo! Ephesians 4 and 29. I'm purpose that my mouth shall not transgress. I will speak forth the righteousness of God all day long. Psalm 17 and 3, Psalms 35 and 28. I never bind a sister or a brother with the words of my mouth. Matthew 18 and 18. I'm always a positive encouragement. I edify and build up. I never tear down or destroy. Romans 15 and 2. I'm a believer and not a doubter. Mark 5 and 36. I'm slow to speak, quick to hear, and slow to anger. James 1 and 19. I'm a doer of the word. I'm a doer of the word. I meditate on the word all that day long. James 1, 22. Psalms 1 and 2. I will study the word of God. I will pray. 2 Timothy 2, 15. Luke 18 and 1. I never get tired or grow weary. When I study the word, pray minister or praise God. But I'm alert and full of energy. And as I study, I become more alert and more energized. 2 Thessalonians 3, 13. Isaiah 40 and 31. I'm a giver. It is more blessed to give than to receive. I love to give. I have plenty of money to give away all the time. I cast all my care on the Lord for he cares for me. First Peter 5 and 7. I do not have a spirit of fear, 
but a power of love and of sound mind. Second Timothy 1 and 7. I do not fear. I'm not guilty. First John 4, 18, Romans 8 and 1. I'm not passive about anything, but I deal with all things in my life immediately. Proverbs 27, 23, Ephesians 5, 15 and 16. I do not judge my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus after the flesh. I'm a spiritual man and I'm judged by no one. John 8, 15, Romans 14, 10, 1 Corinthians 2, 15. I operate in all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which are tongues and interpretation of tongues, the working of miracles, discerning of spirits, the word of faith, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, healing and prophecy. I walk in the spirit all of the time. That's 1 Corinthians 12, 8 and 10. I walk in the spirit all of the time. Galatians 5 and 16. I've been set free. I'm free to love, to worship, to trust with no fear of rejection or being hurt. John 8, 36, Romans 8 and 1. I have compassion and understanding for all people. 1 Peter 3 and 8. I do not hate or walk in unforgiveness. 1 John 2, 11, Ephesians 4 and 32. I catch the enemy in all his deceitful lies. I cast them down and choose whether to believe the word of God. John 8 and 44, 2 Corinthians 2 and 11, 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. Work is good. I enjoy work. Ecclesiastes 5, 19. I do all my work excellently and with great prudence, making the most of all my time. Ecclesiastes 9 and 10, Proverbs 22 and 29, Ephesians 5, 15 and 16. I'm a responsible person. I enjoy responsibility and I rise to every responsibility in Jesus. 2 Corinthians 11, 28, Philippians 4 and 13. I'm creative because the Holy Spirit lives in me. John 14, 26, 1 Corinthians 16 and 19. Hey, if you're a creative person, and the enemy has been stealing your creativity like you're not able to write like you need to. You're not able to think like you need to. And you know you used to being creative. Declare that word over you. I'm creative because the Holy Spirit lives in me. I take good care of my body. I eat right. I look good. I feel good. And I weigh what God wants me to weigh. 1 Corinthians 9, 27. 1 Timothy 4 and 8. Pain cannot successfully come against my body because Jesus bore all my pain. My God, Isaiah 53, 3 and 4. I lay hands on the sick and they recover. Mark 16 and 18. I have a teachable spirit. 2 Timothy 2 and 24. I do not think more highly of myself than I ought to in the flesh. Romans 12 and 3. I've humbled myself and God has exalted me. 1 Peter 5 and 6. I do what I say I will do and I get where I'm going on time. Luke 16 and 10, 2 Peter 3 and 14. I don't hurry and rush. I do one thing at a time. Proverbs 19 and 2. My God, Proverbs 21 and 5. I'm anointed of God for ministry. And we all have ministry inside of us. Luke 4 and 18. I'm an obedient wife and no rebellion operates in me. Ephesians 5, 22 and 24. 1 Samuel 15 and 23. My husband is wise. He is the king and priest of our home. He makes godly decisions. Proverbs 31, 10 and 12. Revelations 1 and 6. Proverbs 21 and 1. All my children have lots of Christian friends and God has set aside a Christian wife or husband for each of them. 1 Corinthians 15.33 My children love to pray and study word. They are openly and boldly praise God. 2 Timothy 2 and 15 My children make right choices according to the word of God. Psalms 119 and 1 and 30 Almost there! 
Isaiah 54 and 13. All my households are blessed in their deeds. Blessed when we come in. Blessed when we go out. Deuteronomy 28 and 6. And all that I own is paid for. I don't know, man, anything except to love him in Christ. That's Romans 13 and 8. And as you're learning to confess these, as long as, especially if you're not a person that doesn't habitually confess the word of God, take each scripture and begin to study it out. You're not in a rush. This is you eating like eating slices of bread. I heard a man of God say one time, this is like eating slices of bread. This is not you shoving food in your mouth. So as we confess the word of God, as we confess those scriptures over our life, as we take those confessions, take each scripture, take your time and take like maybe one a week and begin to study them out, begin to meditate on them day and night and understand the meaning because I don't want you in a habit of just regurgitating them. I don't want you mimicking what I'm doing. Mimicking what I'm doing is not revelation. I don't you just I don't want you just responding, right? I just don't want you to just have a response to something. We the Lord has been showing me how we have been in such bad habits of responding. Like I taught on that Saturday, the Lord is not interested in having a relationship with us. This is not, remember, sometimes we go to church and they do a read and response. This is not just a read and response lifestyle. Responding means I just have an answer, right? I just, I just go. Like anytime you text somebody or message somebody, especially if it's lengthy and, and they just come back and answer really quick. Most of the time when we do that, we're only responding. We've not really read. We've not really digested what was said here. Um, most of us are built on responding, right? No, let me take my time in what this word is saying to me. Don't let me be somebody that just responds because then what I begin to do is I'm mimicking and I'm parroting and it's not taking root in me. And then later on, I'm going to be frustrated. Because I don't see the word of God active, active in my life. Well, the only reason the word of God is not becoming active in your life is because you've learned to just respond. We do that all the time. We just respond to people. We haven't heard what you said. We're not listening to your words. We're not, we're not reading what or listening to you for accuracy. We just, all we do is we hear something, we see something. And I told them Saturday, I teach a Bible study on Saturday for my dad. And I told them on Saturday, this is when we respond. So word of God comes to us and we respond. We respond to the word through emotion. So it's like, Lord say, cast all your cares. Ooh, cast all my cares, Lord. Thank you. Cast all my cares. Well, what does it mean to cast? Or the Lord says, come to me, right? That was the word I gave them. Come to me. Lord says, come to me. Come all. All of y'all come to me. Well, if the Lord is saying, come to me, and I'm like, oh, the Lord said, come to me, and I never get past the place the Lord said, come to me, then I don't realize he's literally saying, come to me. <laughs> come here. Come here. Come get in my presence, right? Oh, the Lord said, come to me. Well, are you coming? right? Are you coming? Are you coming to God? Are you actually really coming to God? Are you actually really casting your cares on God? Are you really, he's not looking for you just to be like, oh, the word is, 
Like we see a sermon. Remember, we t- we studied the. This is for somebody this morning. We studied the parable of the soils, right? We talked about the different soils of our heart. That was a few days ago. If you didn't get that teaching, go back to get that teaching. So we studied the parable of the soils, and when we enthusiastic about the word, woo, the word was so rich. The word is so good. Good. The word of God is living and active, like a two-edged sword. So if the word of God is so rich. If the word of God is so active, baby, it should be cutting you to the marrow. (laughs) It should be getting in your marrow. It should be doing in something inside of you to change you. So if it was that good, right? When you eat and the food is that good, it's not just about the taste of the food. That's been our problem. We're going to be spiritually obese. That's been our problem with obesity. We like the taste of the food instead of understanding the nutrients and the value of the food. Well, we do the same with the word of God. We like the taste of the word of God. Jesus. We like the, we like the taste of the word of God. Oh, especially when it's stuff that's making us feel good when we in pain. We, oh, it tastes good. Oh, oh, yeah. They say I'm going to be blessed. Oh, this is, they say da 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 da. So we like the taste of the word of God. Oh, this tastes good. Oh, this tastes good. Oh, this tastes good. But it's not getting into our bone and marrow. When we eat food, it's for really nutritional value. Couldn't, can it taste good? Yeah. But we shouldn't like the taste of the food over the nutritional value that comes with the food. So when I'm just consuming, the word of God, and I don't understand the nutritional value, then I just respond to the word. Jesus. They say be rich. They say have faith like this, right? That's that's just a response. That's just a response. That's just a response. Well, when I'm eating the word and the nutritional value of the word gets deep side in me, baby, it should divide, be dividing something. It should be convict. It should be convicting me. It should be changing my life. I shouldn't be in the same. Can I be real? I shouldn't be in the same financial place. I shouldn't be in the same spiritual place. I shouldn't be in the same mental space. I should, if I'm in the same space and I'm up on the devotional, can I just be real? Every morning at 5 a.m. and it don't look like nothing working. And it don't, then the word ain't getting into my marrow. Oh, my, my God. The word ain't getting into my marrow. The word ain't getting into my depths. Because as the word get into my depths, something should start shaking off of me. Something should start breaking off of me. Something should start changing in my life. I had to begin. I'm going to give it to you in the word. I had to begin to see the resurrecting power, my God, of Jesus Christ evident in my life. I should begin to see the resurrecting power evident in my life. I should not be in the same place at the same time in the same position. Well, the only reason I'm getting to be in the same place at the same time in the same position is I haven't receive true revelation about the word because also when I receive true revelation about the word I become a doer of the word Ooh, I become a doer I I have I become a doer of the word 
There is a, I'm not going to get pulled into strife when I understand that strife isn't beneficial for my prayer life. I'm not getting ready to get pulled into gossip when I understand gossip isn't, isn't, isn't beneficial. I'm not getting ready to say, my mind is going to become the mind of Christ, right? So here's it in the word, John 15. I'm going to read it in the message. It says, I'm the real vine and my father is the farmer. He cuts off every branch of me that doesn't bear grapes. Right? So when I get the word of God inside of me, God, the father becomes the farmer. And then anything in me that's not bearing fruit, he's going to prune it up. Well, how is he going to prune it up? He's going to prune it up with the word of God. My God, this is why we got to meditate on the word of God day and night. And every branch that is great bearing, he prunes back. So even where I got fruit, Jesus, come on, Holy Spirit, even where I got fruit, That's why we come before the Lord not assuming anything. That's why we are not supposed to be in a place where we think we know it all. Declare that over yourself today. I will not be a know-it-all. I will not be a know-it-all. I will have a teachable spirit. You need to declare that over yourself. I will not be a know-it-all. I will not assume that even if I'm bearing good fruit, I don't need to be prone. Jesus, 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 Jesus. My God. I will not assume that even because I'm bearing good fruit, my God, that I don't need to be pruned. I have to be pruned. I have to stay open to be pruned. I cannot be a know-it-all. I will not assume. I'm not getting ready to mimic things. I'm not going to present and pretend to be blessed. Come on, y'all. I'm going to live in the full of the word. And I'm going to be teachable. And I'm going to be in a position and a place to receive the word. And I'm not coming to God as if I know everything. When he wrote my books, when he knows me, when he created me, when he knows what's best for me in this season, I will not be a know-it-all. Come on, y'all. I will not be a know-it-all. I will not be a know-it-all. It says, and every branch that is great bearing, he prunes back so it will bear even more. You are already pruned back by the message I've spoken. He's like, you've already began. He says, so live in me. Make your home in me. Just as I do in you. I'm living in you. I just need you to live in me. Oh, Jesus. He said, I'm living in you. I'm living in you. I just need you to live in me. I need you to really live in me. Well, when I'm understanding the word of God, I'm not just responding. I'm living in him. I'm living in him. Lord, I want to live in you. I want to live in you. I'm a te- I have a teachable spirit. My God, I want to live in you. I'm not going to just say anything. I'm going to live in you. I'm going to have a teachable spirit. My God, I'm not going to be a know-it-all. He says, live in me, make your home in me just as I do in you. In the same way that a branch can't bear grapes by itself, I cannot bear fruit by myself. I cannot bear fruit by myself. You got to come into that understanding. I don't become great without God. I don't become good without Jesus. I cannot bear fruit on my own. It says, I can't bear grace by itself, but only by being joined to the vine. You can't bear fruit unless you are joined with me. I am the vine. You are the branches. When you're joined with me and I'm with you, the relationship. Come on, y'all. Somebody say the relationship. I feel the freedom on this word today. Say the relationship. Intimate. 
and organic. My God. It not forced. You don't have to force growth. Remember, I told you guys, I don't know. It may have been on Bible study. A seed is a seed. A seed is seed. A seed doesn't have to announce that it's a seed. It if it's planted in the right soil, if it's in it's watered appropriately, it's gonna be a seed and it's gonna produce in seed form. He says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. When you're joined with me and I with you, the relation intimate and organic, the harvest is sure to be abundant. <laughs> the harvest is sure to be abundant. Well, if am I not in a Jesus, if I'm not in an intimate, organic relationship, ain't nothing going to grow. Oh, Jesus, if I'm not in an intimate, organic relationship, ain't nothing going to grow. If I'm not in the soil, planted so that I can get full of the water, so the water can go on and break up the enzymes. <laughs> So then my roots can be established so I can tuck into the underground source of water so that I can then begin to grow. Come on, y'all. My God, this is wealthy. So then I can begin to grow towards the sun, towards the things of God. Come on now. My God, I thank you for this word to God. Word of God. If I'm not in an intimate, organic, real relationship with him, ain't going to be no fruit. Jesus ain't gonna be no fruit ain't gonna be no evidence I'm I might be responding Ooh. I might look successful I might look like it's working I might be quoting it my god I thank you but if I'm not in an intimate organic relationship there ain't it might be some little sprouts of fruit every once in a while oh my god you're meant to bear fruit my God, so that others can eat off your tree. Well, if I'm not in a position, if there, if I'm not in a position, can I tell you something? This is why strife, my God, comes to choke the word out. This, my God, this is why the enemy likes you distracted. I sent a word this morning to prayer team, to some other people. I have a pool of personal people that I cover to my ministry team about rest. And the father started speaking to me to share a word this morning about rest and how holy and important the Sabbath is. Do you know if you don't rest, you ain't going to be able to hear? Do you know if you're in constant motion, you're going to be deceived? Do you know you might think it's the voice of the father and it's something else? Do you know how many times I failed myself by not being in rest, right? That's a part of the word, the Sabbath, holy, dedicated, set aside, set apart, right? Rest is a part of the process. Rest is the place where we trust God. Well, if we won't receive the word on rest, right, then there's not going to be a, an abundant harvest or a produced fruit that needs to come forth after the rest. My God, can I tell you how I see it in the spirit? Out working in everybody else's garden. Whoo! While weeds are growing up in my own, I'm out. I'm gone. I can't even take this myself. I'm out. Jess, can we end the devotional? I'm out. My God. Out tending to everybody else's garden, pulling and plucking up their weeds. 
out in everybody else's business, everybody else's circumstance, everybody else's situation, and not in my own garden, tending to my own garden. Come on now. <laughs> but tending to my own garden, in my own garden, applying my own concepts, applying my own precepts, living in the word of God in an intimate, organic relationship with God, right? And the weeds are growing up in my own garden because when I'm tending to everybody else's garden, just showing you how he's showing it in the spirit. When I'm tending to my everybody else's garden, but I'm not tending to my garden, my garden is breached. My garden is compromised. Last year, my mom called me and she was like, we got something weird going on in Sherwood. It's these worms that are everywhere eating up the grass. Well, if she ain't, she hadn't slowed down, walked outside in her own yard, looked in her own yard, she wouldn't have seen the worms eating up in her own yard. I'm out. I'm gone. I can't do this this morning, Holy Spirit. Woo! She wouldn't, she wouldn't seen the worms in her own yard. And she was focused on her neighbor yard and her yard across the street. And the person over there and her kids and a job. Can I tell you something about your workplace? That if you die tomorrow, they'll replace you. Lord, I'm sorry. Dang, that, that, that wasn't, I ain't finna say the Holy Spirit said that. I'm gonna say me. That was me. Let me put that on me. I don't want y'all to be like, let me quit my job. That ain't what I'm saying. I'm telling you what I know. I'm telling you when you leave tomorrow, this me, that's not the Holy Spirit. Let me be very clear. This me, this me telling you my experiences. When you leave tomorrow, if you died tomorrow, if something went wrong tomorrow, right? Can I be real, real with you? They would go and open up your job and put your job and list your job. I believe in walking in excellence. I believe in walking in a standard. I believe in giving your job your best. I believe in all of that. I believe in you going, being light, being authority, all this other stuff. But can I tell you something? You replace one. <laughs> Can I give you, can I make it even a little bit more personal for you? Can I just be personal? Can I tell you what was, what conversation my husband and I was having? Can I just be real? When he was, he was transitioning with the Lord before he said, can I ask you a question? He said, if something ever happened to me, this was before his, uh, his, uh, liver went into failure. He said, before, if something happened to me, he said, would you get married again? And I said, um, no, I, I don't think I could ever. I had to rescind those words. I'm rescinding those words right now. Father, thank you for bringing it back to my remembrance. I rescind those words. <laughs> I rendered those words and no avoid useless and brought to no effect. He said, do you think you would ever get married again? I said, I don't think I could ever get married again. Do you know what he said to me? He said, I would because I love being married. And this man loved me. <laughs> This man loved me. And I know this man loved me with all his insides, his every being, right? This man loved me, told me, he said, oh, I would because I love being married. What he was telling me was my life don't stop with you, right? And we stop life. We stop life. We stop our own growth. I'm just being for real. We stop our own process by tending to everybody else's garden and not tending to our own. Oh, Oh, all up in everything. All up in every other places. Come on now. Tending to our own. Tending to our own. Not tending to our own. So let me go. Come on. It says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. When you're joined with me, I with you, the relationship 
intimate, and organic. The harvest is sure to be abundant. Separated, you can't produce a thing. Anyone who separates from me is dead wood, gathered up and thrown in the bonfire. If you make yourselves at home with me and my words are at home in you, you can be sure that over whatever you ask will be listened to and acted upon. When I'm at home with him, when he's in me and I'm in him, guess what? Whatever, whatever I ask will be listened to and acted upon. This is how my father shows who he is. So if my prayers are not being answered, can I be real, real this morning? If my prayers are not being answered, probably, perhaps, I'm not saying there's not delays. I definitely believe in divine timing. But if there's some things that I'm praying and not being answered, my God, what if, what if, what if one of the reasons it's not being answered is because I ain't remaining in him? What if, what if one of the reasons it's not being answered is because I'm not at home in him? What if one of the reasons it's not being answered is because I'm not in, in, in an intimate and an organic relationship with him? What if one of the reasons it's not being answered because like James said, I'm asking with wrong selfish motives. I'm out. I love y'all. It says, this is how my father shows who he is. The Lord demonstrates who he is by answering our prayers. <laughs> I'm going to say that again. The Lord demonstrates who he is by answering our prayers. Woo! The Lord demonstrates he's God by answering our prayers, by supplying all our needs according to his riches and glory. The Lord answers all our prayers. It says, when you produce grapes, when you mature as disciples, it says, I've loved you the way my father has loved me. Make yourselves at home in my love. If you keep my commands, you'll remain intimately at home in my love. That's what I've done. Kept my father's commands and made myself at home in his love. When I keep his commands, I'm dealing and tending to my garden. When I keep his commands, I'm understanding that nothing is more important than the word of God in my life. I'm not just responding to it. Does no good to just sprinkle sprinkle the seed on top and be like grow. It means I'm becoming planted like never before. Come on, y'all. It means I'm becoming planted like I'm becoming planted like never before, right? So that's why we confess the word of God. That's why we get into the word of God, right? Then when the Lord starts doing things for us like a spiritual heart check, oh, we're not getting outside of those. Don't think we, I gave you a few of those and we done. The Lord has told me we're going to do diligently plow through those. I'm going to give you two more and we're going to get out of here. Last week, we started the spiritual heart check, right? This, is, this was preparing our soul. This was preparing our hearts to plant more seeds this morning. He, he tilled up a place. Ooh, he tilled up a rough place in us. He tilled up a place in us that didn't look like him. He tilled up a place in us. My God. So the things that we went over last week, am I relying on Jesus alone to get to heaven? Acts 4, 10 and 12. Ooh, my God. Do I tell others about Jesus? Romans 1, 15 and 16. Do I tell the truth? Leviticus 19 and 11. Do I gossip? Proverbs 20 and 19. Do I have a critical judgmental spirit? 
Matthew 7, 1 and 5. And if you weren't on here Friday, you didn't go back and get Friday in its entirety. If I were you, I would make Friday a priority. I would, I would make for our priority priority. If you missed the beginning of the devotional today, I'd go back and get the beginning and make it a priority. It says, the last thing we covered was, do I care more about what others think about me or what God thinks about me? That's Proverbs 29 and 25. Is that right? This is today's. Do I worry rather than trust God? My, 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 my. Do I worry Rather than trust God, my God, let's define, let's define worry first. Give away to anxiety or unease. Allow one's mind to dwell on difficulty or troubles. Do I worry or trust God? <laughs> A state of anxiety and uncertainty over actual or potential problems may not even be real problems. May, may not even be real problems. May, may not even... May not, may not even be a real problem, right? But am I worrying over that? Let me give you the scripture for us over there, right? Here we go. Luke 12, 32 says, Jesus says, do not worry. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. What are the things we're not supposed to worry about? You're not supposed to worry about what you eat. God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. You're not supposed to worry about your body. Not to be, supposed to be overly worried about your body. Not supposed to do the right things. Supposed to eat the right things. Supposed to drink the right things. But you're not supposed to be overly worried about your body and what you will wear. God will supply all your needs according to your riches and glory. If I'm worried over my body, worry has set in. I'm not supposed to be worried. I'm not supposed to be worried over my body. It says, for life is more than food and the body is more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn. Yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable are you than the birds? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? What does worry do for me? That's what you need to start asking for you. For us that are chronic worriers. What does worry, what does worry do for me? What does, what does worry do for me? What does worry change about the situation? What is having myself mull over this same situation 39, 99, 99 times do for me? It says, since you cannot do this, it says, who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, since you cannot do it, when it's something outside your control, since you can't add value to your life, since you don't really provide for yourself, even though, since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Why, why do you worry about the rest? Why are you worried about the rest? It says, consider how the wildflowers go. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor. Go look at some flowers today. Go study the flower today. Go pause for just a second. Go look at somebody else's flowers if you ain't got none. Go buy you some flowers. Look how beautiful flowers are. He says, not, he says, they do not labor or spend, yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown in the fire, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? And do not set your heart on what you eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan, woo, let's define pagan. Let me help you. Let's define pagan. 
for the pagan. Can we define what the pagan is? A pagan is a person who holds other religious beliefs. A pagan is somebody who will not trust God. Woo! I don't want to be no pagan. I don't want to be no pagan. Whoa. For the pagan world runs after such things. And your father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom. Seek his kingdom. Seek his word. Seek his answer. And all these things are going to be given to you as well. Then he ends this with Jesus. This is Jesus talking. He says, do not be afraid, little flock. <laughs> Psalms, we quote Psalms 23. All I like, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. We sound real good responding and quoting. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides the still waters. He restores my soul. My God, right? He gives, he, my, for my name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod, thy staff, they come for me. Thou... Mm -mm. But seek his first. Do not be afraid, little fop. If we understand, really understood him as good shepherd, we will understand. For your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. The father has already been pleased to give you the kingdom. Woo! When he gives you the kingdom, baby. You got everything that goes inside the kingdom. I'm out. I gotta go. I gotta go. When he gives you the kingdom, when your father is already pleased and gave you the kingdom. Ooh. See, we omit that line. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. It says, when your father is pleased, he said, why are you? Don't be afraid. Don't, have, don't be afraid. He said, I've already given you the kingdom. Well, when I give you the kingdom, my God. Cause here comes the see. You need to go study the kingdom. You need to go consider royal. You need to understand royalty. You need to understand how it works in the kingdom. When I, when I give you the kingdom, the provision comes. When I give you the kingdom, the protection comes. When I give you the kingdom, the wisdom comes. When I give you the kingdom, the knowledge comes. And then I'm not giving you the kingdom just for you to have the kingdom for yourself. I'm giving you the kingdom so you can rule, so you can take dominion, so you can increase and multiply for my glory. Oh, Jesus. This is not about yourself. I'm giving you your little parts in this kingdom so you can rule, so you can take dominion on the earth, so you can increase, so you can multiply. My God. So every time I'm worried, come on, Holy Spirit, then what I don't do is I don't take dominion. I don't rule. I don't take authority and I'm not increasing and I'm not multiplying because what worry does is it makes you stagnant. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. What worry does is makes you stagnant. It makes you stagnant. It puts you in a place where you're not growing. Worry separates you from the vine. Worry says, I do not trust you with my health. I do not trust you with my marriage. I do not trust you with my kids. I do not trust that you would give me this kingdom to be a part of, to rule over. I do not trust that you'll give me the wisdom. I do not trust that you'll lead me. I do Lord, worry paralyzes you. It disconnects you from the vine. He said, without faith, it's impossible to please me. Well, if I'm not pleasing to you, it means I'm not connected to you. It means I'm not, it means you're enlivening me, screaming to get out. But I won't even let you work outside of me. Oh, worry, worry puts me in a position where the word of God will not work out inside of me. 
Let me give you one more. I can't even play with the Lord. Too. Here's the next one today. Ooh, I got to go. Am I, the next one is, am I kind towards others? <laughs> am I kind towards others? Colossians 3.12. <laughs> Colossians 3.12. Ooh, am I kind towards others? Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself. Somebody say, clothe myself. I'm supposed to clothe myself. It says, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. One more time. Clothe yourself in compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. I'm supposed to get up and get dressed in compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. I got to dress in those things. That is not something I just respond and say. Can I tell you something? Kindness will, will ooze out of me when I get up and get dressed in it. <laughs> when I get up and get dressed in it, when I really live in what the word says, compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. I got to clothe myself in it. I got to get dressed in this. I got to um, share. I feel the Holy Spirit. And I need to do two more things and we're going to get out of here. I need to share this. Um, we've been in this musical all weekend long since Thursday. Um, really since Wednesday night. But since Thursday, we've been in Josiah's musical. We've literally been up to the school every night, almost every day. That's been kind of our schedule. And I'm setting the scene so that I can under help you understand how compassion, kindness, humility, and gentleness, and patience, if we wear it, it comes evident. Well, Saturday night, Josiah came home after Judah and I, and he was a little bit delayed driving home, and I don't know why. I left him in the car, and somebody brought us home. And um, I, he was a little bit delayed getting to the house, but, you know, I was just like, okay, maybe he stopped and talked to his friends. Well, Sunday morning, one of the, the director of the play comes up to me. She said, I need to share something with you. And I said, okay. She said, do you know what he did? I said, mm-mm, right? Again, because he's clothed in this. He's clothed in compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. She said, well, I made all the kids leave. Everybody got in their car and left. And she said, she said, and he didn't. She said, and I didn't know what he was doing. She said, but when I came out, what I found out later is he watched me get in my car. He drove all the way around. He flashed his lights towards my car so that it wasn't too dark out there for me. He waited till I got in my car and he drove off. And I know this kid was exhausted. I know how tired he was. And, I'm, and I hear the Holy Spirit tell me, share this, because when we're dressed in compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, whether we're tired, whether we're upset, whether we're mad, whether we're frustrated, when we clothed in it, we live in it, we act in it, we do it as if it's second nature. He waited till she was safe. He waited till she got in her car. Now she the, she the adult. He waited till she got in her car. He waited until she drove off and then he left. He did not even know there was another adult male. This man walked up to me and he said, do you know what your son did? He said, I was watching the whole, the whole scene, kind, clothed in compassion, kindness, humility, 
gentleness, and patience. Even when he was exhausted and tired. Even when he was exhausted and tired. Even though he had been at the school all day long. Still in a position and a place to be compassion kind towards someone else. Kindness does not extend past our current state. It does not extend to past our, 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 our current state. It does not. It does not. Does not have anything to do with our moods. When our heart is tilled and appropriately in position. Come on now. When our heart is tilled and per Think about how many excuses we make to not do the right thing. Because we ain't really clothed in it. We've been saying it. We've been saying it. But we ain't really clothed in it. Because when we clothed in it, we act in it, no matter the mental or emotional state we in. That's it. That's it. That's it. So if we're going to deal with the things in our heart, it's kindness in our heart. It's kindness in our heart. It's, are we clothed in compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience? Or is it only convenient when we feel like it? Because when we clothe in it, it looks a whole lot of different. Lord, we thank you for tilling our hearts this morning. We thank you, Father God, for preparing us for this day. We thank you, Father God, for opening the eyes of our understanding to the heart of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. Lord God, let us let a reformation occur. Let a revival break out. Let us no longer begin to look like ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us not just respond to the word. Let us live and act in your word. My God. Yeah, me too, Vanessa. Thank you for that. I repent for letting my emotions get the best of me because I'm tired, because I'm hungry, because I'm whatever else. We will no longer be emotionally led. Now, is Cindy, is Cindy still on here? I'm sorry. I'm so Lord, forgive me. Is Cindy, is Cindy Butternut, is Cindy still on here? Cindy, if Cindy is still on here, will you let me know you're still on here? Um, Father God, we thank you for your word. Father God, we thank you for your peace. Father God, we thank you for your truth. We thank you, Father God, and we want to honor you in all things. Thank you for showing us the things in our heart that are not like you. I want you to be real for this today. I will not be a know-it-all, right? Can we say that? Can we, can we tag that? Can we make that our declaration today? I won't be a know-it-all. I'm going to be tender and responsive to you, God. I'm going to be tender and responsive to you, God. I love y'all so much. Two things. Um, mm, as you pray and as the Lord leads, um, and, and he will, most definitely, because that's how kingdom works. Will you go over to the website, click the button. You can give there, LakeishaMJohnson.com, or you can cash app us, dollar sign, LMJ ministry and plant to see so a seed partner with us um partnering with us is so great second we have feed the streets this weekend we still need volunteers for feed the streets will you go sign up and volunteer to serve the least of them this saturday please thank you thank you thank you thank you for signing up thank you for volunteering thank you for being a part of kingdom we still need volunteers for feed the streets so thank you for serving this weekend for feed the streets i'm already gonna thank you i'm already gonna bless your time tonight we have ladies bible study tonight at 6 30 be in the house god has really been dealing with me about time i know some of you guys um are coming from work but set your alarm for 6 25 
and be in the house. Be there on time tonight. The word of God is going to bless you. We're plowing through worry. If you've never been a part of our buddy Bible study, there's a group, a private group, Coffee and Conversations Lady Bible Study. We also have a Zoom for those of you that are not on Facebook. And you can get that through info at justbeinglmj.com, right? Here is my second thing. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, yeah, thank you for that. Thank you for your continued prayer. Thank you for your continued support. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this is the moment. This is the hour. This is the minute. Don't forget to share the word. Don't forget to plug into the written devotionals. Go subscribe to the website. If you're not seeing the written devotionals, come in your email. Check and make sure we got the right email. These written devotionals are so powerful. God is leading us to where we're almost sending them out seven days a week. As a matter of fact, I'm sending out a new one by JoJo today. Um, so tap into that today and repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I've sinned against you. I'm sorry for my sins. I'm asking you to come into my heart and take away my sins. I promise to love and follow you best as I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you prayed that prayer, send us an email to info at justbeinglmj.com. Send us your address. Send us your address. And then we're going to mail you some materials, okay? Thank y'all. I need to say this. Thank y'all for continuing to be a blessing to the people when God tells us to sow. Thank y'all for continuing to be a blessing. Y'all are changing lives. We are a community and we are changing lives. Remember, we are the church, right? We are changing lives and God is expanding and pushing this ministry to grow and reach out throughout this nation and world and we could not do this without you. So thank you for your obedience. Thank you for continuing to sow. May the blessing of the Lord be so rich on your life. <laughs> Woo. Can I say that, Holy Spirit? May you experience seed time and harvest at the same time. May as soon as you sow it, it comes out. Oh, I need to give you these testimonies. Oh, my God. I need to tell you this. God is doing miraculous things. In the Saturday Bible study and prayer group, we have been praying for somebody who needed. This is the third time this has happened. He needed a set of lungs. He is an older gentleman. He was down far on the list two weeks ago. He was number 20 on the list and we were just, they were like leaving him in the hospital because they didn't know whether or not he was going to get lungs. Saturday, they said we might have lungs. Yesterday, we got the text that he was going into surgery, getting brand new lungs. We just start three weeks ago, he was down on the list. He was down on the list. Come on, y'all. Three weeks ago, he was down on the list. Yesterday, we got the text that he was getting lungs, heart transplant, and kidneys. I've seen God do miracles in the last year. Year. Doing it. Showing up. Showing out. Healing folks. Healing folks. Was number 20 on the list to getting lungs. <laughs> he getting ready to get his new. Yeah. And we decree and declare that the breath of God flow through them freely. Heart transplant, somebody else who was not on the list. Kidney transplant, somebody else that was not supposed to get a kidney. And now lungs. Look, you God. He'll get brand new organs. And I know it's hard sometimes because you're like, well, somebody had to die for this. 
No, but we need to look at how beneficial and amazing the person is who decided they were going to donate their organs. That's amazing. They decided to be a seed even after death. So, Lord, we thank you for this word. Back here in the morning, 5 a.m., y'all join us. Y'all share this with somebody. Tell them you need to become a part of our community. It is changing my life personally. Tell them that. Invite them in. I love y'all. I'll see y'all back here in the morning, 5 a.m. Invite somebody in. I love you. God loves you. I love you. God loves you. I love you. But God loves you so much more. Ooh, ooh. I just heard something in my spirit. That's why it's good to stay on to the end. I just heard the Lord say, wait for it. Come on, give me the scripture for it. My God, wait for it. Give me the scripture. Uh. Come on. I just heard the Lord say, wait for it. Ooh. Come on now. Here's the scripture. Psalms 46 and 8 and 11. Put this in your notes. I just heard the Lord say, wait for it. This is, this is going to, come on, I want to exact him. This is going to be your testimony. Psalms 46, 8 and 11. Come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bowels and shadows the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. I heard the Lord say, wait for it. Woo! Come on now. Wait for it. And then come and see what the Lord has done. Woo! That's going to be your testimony. Wait for it. Wait for it. When we wait for it, that's expectation. I'm finna holler on that one. Woo! I'm sorry. Wait for it. Woo! Wait for it. In great expectation. And then you're gonna be able to say, come and see what the Lord has done. Woo! What a word. What a word. That's why I don't, that's why I be telling y'all, don't move. Let me close out the devotional. Wait for it. You better say, wait for it. You better be good. Come and see. Then that's what you're going to be saying. Come and see what the Lord has done. Woo! Thank you, Lord, for miracles, signs, and wonders. Wait for it. Woo! My, my God. It shall not, it will not tarry long. It will not tarry long. Wait for it. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, Log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.